Christmas was pretty sick. Uh, I think I, I got I got actually a lot of good stuff. Um, my favorite one is I got a. Do you know what Gundams are? Uh, sounds familiar. I can't remember so, exactly what it is. They're these super super intricate action figures that you you can either like purchase built or you can build. And um, I, I've recently sparked in building stuff, so I got the unbuilt kit and built it last night, and it looks super super cool. Yeah, I feel like building stuff. One of my favorite building things is Legos. I have well over a hundred pounds worth of Legos, and I'm currently trying wow. to sort them. Yeah, <laughs> my crazy. most recent build, if you saw my Instagram, was a um uh, P29, which is probably my fifth favorite military plane. I did see that. Yeah. Well, hello, audience. What's up, guys? Hello there. Uh, well, welcome to Facts of Max, episode two, probably. Um, today, I have with me a good friend, um, Ron Paul. Hello there. Ron Paul is uh, indeed my name. Ron Paul is even his full name. That, that's just his first name. It's, it's Ron first Paul from Ohio, right? Ron Paul, yeah. My middle name is Ryu, which is French. That's Rio Tamayo, yeah. R P R T. Yeah. Uh, you're almost selling out RPTV. Um, so uh, Ron Paul is also a part, or was also a part of Kid Flicks. That's actually how we met. Yeah. yeah how we met. Um, it was kind of through Aaron Colvedo. Uh, he was in the first episode, and will probably be in many more in the future. But um, let's just kick it right off. Um. I, I just lightly mentioned it and I, I've actually been trying to think about it is like, how did we meet? I can't think of and point at a very specific moment. It's very blurry. Yeah. And I, I've been trying to think of how I met a lot of people last year. Cause last year was just oh yeah, yeah. a crazy, crazy time of just meeting random people. Um, so I think honestly, you and I just met, and we never—I don't think we ever like shook hands and were like, "Hello, I'm Max Davis." Oh, hello, I'm Ron Paul. I think you—you you probably saw me. I probably saw you in Kid Flicks. In, in Kid Flicks, in the first Kid Flicks meeting. I remember Aaron told me that you're iconic because of your great segment last year. Yeah, that, that was incredible. And, and the year before, um, and. I think we just started talking. I think it was after probably the first episode of Facts mm-hmm. and Max for the morning. I think you probably recognize like, oh shoot, this kid's this kid's fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounded really, really selfish. <laughs> I just I, that sounded really, really terrible. Oh, really, Max, I too am incredibly humble. <laughs> that was really poor wording. Um, no, I just I I saw your bit. No, oh, that's what happened. No, I remember I saw your bit because you and Emily hosted, like, anchored every day for the first two weeks. And that was a lot of fun because we had a complete and utter lack of any other anchors. Yeah. Dude, my bird is being loud. I don't know if the mic is picking that up. but yeah. um, Is it? I think it is, yeah, because I hear it. But I'm going to throw him. Give me a minute. Uh, dude, talk to the audience, Ron. Yeah. So yeah, like Max said, we met through Kid Flicks, and like I said, I can't really remember anything in specific either, but we definitely met through Aaron Crovedo. A lot of great things happened through Aaron Crovedo. And yeah, I've had a lot of fun with Max. I've uh, worked with him, 
I've worked under him. I've never worked over him, I don't think. I don't think I've ever been superior. You've always been superior to me. That's that's the that's the issue. Um, I think no, we we always we we would always joke with each other. We always did. We did a couple of video product. Oh, you were you did work over me. It was for the remember that like Ponzi scheme thing last year, where it's like if you pay three hundred dollars, you get to go on a slide like that thing. Um, I remember you, you were in charge of that, and you gave me a camera, and you're like, "Go get B-roll," and I was like, "Okay." That was fun. Yeah. Later on, yeah, it was you, me, and Corinne, and then yeah. for about 50% of it, it was Corinne yelling insults at me and chasing me around because I was doing something to bother her. That's often how it runs. Um, yeah, that's most... It, you, you've always been at, like, all the projects that I did last year. So, like, you know, Aaron and I, uh, we, we both recorded episodes for each other's podcast in, like, two days. So I don't remember if we talked about it on mine or if we talked about it on his, but his won't be out by the time this one's out. Um, but you know, so we had, we had all those Kidflix projects. You anchored a ton. I actually, I, yeah, I did my guest anchoring as Facts and Max. I actually never anchored anchored though. There was one time where I almost did because one of my guys were late and I was like, dude, I'm just going to have fun with it. Yeah. And then they showed up and I was like, all right. But, um, we, yeah, we, we, we would always we, cross paths. It was, we hung out a lot, and then there was uh, there was minor monthly. We had a couple of great moments in minor monthly. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Were you ever there for the uh, Ron Paul show? I was there for two two episodes, and that was I think it was November and February. Yeah, there was this one time the Ron Paul show. I refer to it as just one singular event because there was this one time where I was anchoring, and none of the other anchors showed up. Nobody else, not, not even the guest anchor or anybody. So I had to fill all the roles. So I convinced Aaron to let me do everything. So we had it like uh, there were two other anchors. So there was Ron and then there was Paul. And then we'd switch between the cameras depending on who was talking. I'd have to jump chairs. And then we had a quick commercial. And then I put on Aaron's shirt over my shirt. I dove head first onto the couch next to Mr. Barrios. And then I just started my segment as the guest anchor. Oh, this is minor morning. I thought you were talking monthly. I was like, wow, dude, that's crazy. That's actually awesome. That's an underrated story right there. That, yeah, that is, was a lot of fun. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I think, honestly, I, you, you can totally just tell me I'm wrong, but I think that we have gotten to know each other more and better because we are in the same video production class. Definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, I've been fun working yeah, with one-on-one. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, they, our, our teacher would, would and will, um, send us into, like two person breakout rooms or like a, a group project. And every time me and Ron Paul are in the same room. So we just, we go crazy. We, uh, we love the storyboarding. Uh, it's super, super fun. But I like, I, if I ever think of a moment of kid flicks, you're almost definitely involved. So like yeah. there's like a drama club with me and Aaron, you were there doing Mad Hatter, which by the way, that was like the biggest disappointment to me of everything getting canceled was not seeing you as mad hatter and then corinne as yeah i was like that was some a1 casting yeah yeah because she is really really good at being very mean and i'm (laughs) actually wild so yeah she uh she is yeah she's really good at being mean yeah remember i have like one very very specific memory of drama and then everything else is just kind of a blur which is 
everyone was being loud and Corinne was trying to talk and I walked on stage and I yelled, everyone, put your hands on your head. (laughs) I remember that. That was so funny. And on the subject of that, on the Mad Hatter, the interesting story behind the Mad Hatter. So uh, back in the day, uh, men would wear, you know, the tall hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lincoln would wear that type of hat. And they'd wear it and then uh, you'd want to get it so that it'd be stiff. That way it doesn't flop around like crazy because it's a tall hat. So you want it to stay in shape. So there would be this job, people called hatters, they'd make the hats. And another thing they would do was they'd chemically treat the hats to make it stay. But the chemicals they used weren't pretty safe because this was the 1800s. And who cares about safety in the uh, 1800s? So, um, uh, yeah, they just go around using these chemicals. And uh, the chemicals do a lot of bad things. And they didn't really have any protection whatsoever. It would be uh, very bad on the skin and also really bad for the head because if you breathe it in, you're going to go insane. That's why that's where the term Mad Hatter came from. Because if you were a hatter for long enough, you'd go crazy and possibly even die. <laughs> well, you'd die I, regardless, but you'd die just, from the hat fumes. Just that fact, like that idea is just really funny to me. It's like, it's like, like, like they're all playing like kickball and then like a kid pulls out a hat and they're like, no, no, please. And he's just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like go to pieces. <laughs> just starts destroying, destroying people. Um, yeah, we had a, we had a lot of fun in uh, in drama because it was like we were in drama but we weren't doing the singing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we as in me and Aaron, you were doing singing. I was um, doing singing. But it got canceled right when, like right at the best part, which was that I was about to get my office that had the cage door <laughs> <laughs> because my my whole job was that I had a um. We didn't have enough mics for everyone, so I had to. I made a whole spreadsheet on who needs a mic when, like when they're on stage. So I need to be in the back of the stage because it would be weird if you just saw people dressed up like run off the stage and like run to the back corner and then come back and like run back. Yeah. So we we, we were cleaning out that area. It was actually the last day we were cleaning out that area. Do you remember we we like grabbed that giant wall? I remember there was, there was like a weird gray wall that was there the whole time and I got permission to just get rid of it. So you and me like walked in the middle of a scene, like walking through the wall. We were like, that was funny. it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, speaking but we were gonna... of... Continue. Oh, speaking of theater, I also do a theater with this group called uh, Escape, which is the yeah, yeah. something. So I don't remember the acronym. I've been doing it for the past five years, but I still don't know what Escape stands for. It's written on the very wall. I see every week but still i don't know what it stands for and there i've had a lot of fun there we perform over at coc and uh we were just about to start a new show called little mermaid we have never done that play before we were just about to do it when everything shut down that was really sad because i got to play the chef who i get to be this uh big french chef with a giant knife and outlandish mustache that's super fun but also i really want to see you as the lobster from that I just want to see Ron Paul going under the sea. <laughs> yeah. Under the sea. No, uh, I was actually in the weirdest way very involved in Escape as well. As um, I was just really good friends with, you know, Ryan Walters? Yes, I know Ryan Walters. I, I would just see Ryan Walters there all the time. Or not see him there, but we, uh, we carpooled. Like, we went to school together. So yeah. he would always mention it. And, like, every couple years, I would almost be convinced to join escape like i I was always like 
this is the year and then i'm like no it's not <laughs> like yeah. no you know we can still do it it's a lot of fun i think the oldest you can be is 18 once you're past once you're out of high school you can't do it anymore so yeah, yeah. you still got time to do it it's a lot of fun I, I imagine it is, and uh, my my dad was talking to me the other day. He was like, uh, he, he was telling me that drama has become this like frowned upon thing. But when he was in, uh, when he was in school, like everyone did it. Yeah. So like he was in like a ton of a ton of stuff, and I've always thought about doing it. It always seems like it's gonna be really fun, uh, but I've never I've never gone the whole like the whole way. Yeah, it can be. A lot of work to them, uh, learn the dances and the songs, and if you get a lead role to learn the lines, but it really pays off because when you see it for the first time when you're in it, it's just incredible. Like, I remember my first show, The Sound of Music, back in 15. I had been doing like, I knew I'd been like one or two shows, just small things in like a room about the size of a classroom. But yeah. then we went over to COC, and my mind was just completely blown away with the magnitude of it. Like, there were hundreds of people there, and it was, it was just incredible. I'd be really interested in doing tech for escape. I don't know how that works, but that'd be yeah. Super fun. Yeah, I think um, you can. I think you have to be an adult to volunteer to do behind stage work. Dang it! <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we have we just have like we have a ton of stories. So like, I think me and Aaron were the first people to tell you that STN was canceled. Yes, I remember that bone crushing news. And then me and Aaron were just sitting in the field being depressed what trying to record the uh whatever sport event was going on at the time it was i think it was football uh, yeah i think it was the football because i remember no, no 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 it was soccer it was soccer. It soccer so i don't think it was girls soccer because i made a joke about that and i wouldn't have made a joke if i was depressed about stn i think it was i think it was the boys soccer then because i'm trying to the boys soccer yeah kind of funny because i was in asb and i don't even know I, like i'm <laughs> looking at the like trying to remember but um uh I, I'm actually really interested by this next question which is um I, I said this last episode I'll say it again it's I think you can depict and understand a person really 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 well by who they choose for their smash bros main so Ron Paul who is your smash main I gotta know well, I don't really play super smash bros because I'm not really a big video game guy I'm more so just doing other weird stuff like a learning more about the fall of Constantinople or whatever I'm doing on that particular day. But uh, I don't know. I oftentimes play as Mario or Link because I've grown to love the uh, Legend of Zelda and the Mario games. Are, a lot of fun. Yeah, those are very original characters. So I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with the good news, which is that is a very good answer. Those are, those are very... Um, like very difficult to master, but very fun to play characters. Yeah, I'm nowhere near mastering them. I'm <laughs> every time I play. Um, good job, good job. Yeah, um, I'm gonna just fall off the map. I uh, I because my my family loves loves Smash Bros. So yeah. it's always a um, it's always very difficult because like you know parents don't know how to like, they don't know how to play as well as kids do. Like I can sit in a room with a game. It'll take me like five minutes to pick up the main controls, and it's just it's yeah. just different for my for my parents. So like every couple every couple months, we convince my dad to learn Smash Bros. And every time he gets angry and leaves because it's just so fast paced. Uh, but that game is that game's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I played it with a majority of people. I played it with my grandma once, 
and she was like she was crying laughing the whole time just because <laughs> he and my cousin were fighting so angrily at each other like we were just like yelling and yelling and yelling i'm gonna i'm gonna improv question this is um dude what's your favorite tv show my favorite like, tv show Ooh, that's a hard question there are a few that i like when i was a little crew when i was <laughs> when i was a little kid i grew up with uh phineas and ferb that was like the only show that I consistently ever watched. I watched yeah. every episode and I just loved it because it was just great. All the different stories. I mean, when I was younger, I really was always focused on what Phineas and Ferb were doing. But now as I grow older, I find that I'm much more interested in Perry the Platypus and the Doofenshmirtz and that dynamic. And I found it <laughs> find that when I really examined Doofenshmirtz, I mean, he's a bad guy, but he's not really a bad guy. I mean, he, he's just a bit misfortunate. And I think when it counts, he does the right thing. I, uh, I, I'm going to give context for the listeners that don't know is uh, Ron Paul is a very, very interesting cat. That's actually like, that's I was thinking, I was like, who would be great to have on this podcast? And you were the first person I thought of. I was like, Ron Paul would be awesome. Um, and you're very into history. Like you won like the history student award last year, right? Something yeah, like I have that. a Blackson now. And speaking of history and TV shows, one of my other favorite TV shows was a really great uh, miniseries called Band of Brothers, which I really loved. Just the amount of detail it went into and how it told the story, and especially at the beginning where it had the um, uh, some of the original members of Easy Company talking about the events of the episode. And really, I think it was really well done. It makes me really want to see the um, uh, uh, thing that the same directors made afterwards called The Pacific, but it's rated MA, so I can't watch it yet. And there's a new upcoming one. Uh, called Masters of the Air, which is about uh, uh, a bomber squadron, which that doesn't come out until 2021, though. Interesting. Have you seen Dunkirk? I saw Dunkirk. That's one of my favorite modern war movies. I'm yet to see it, but I've heard I've heard very good things. Have you? Is it what? Is it 19 1917? Right. Have you seen that one yet? Oh yes, I love that one. That was that was really well done. It, it's really like I I haven't seen it also i'm really bad at watching it and watching all the movies yeah, but like, i uh, I watched... I, I've, heard, I've heard great things and i've heard like that one shot idea is fascinating to me like, i know yeah it was so cool to see how they did it like just the amount of work that went into it i actually like when i first saw the trailer i thought they actually did it in one take and i was like what the what and then i realized that that's yeah. bonkers impossible um <laughs> But that that needs to be a movie, just a movie that is done all in one take, because that would be that would be incredible. Yeah. Speaking of good movies, and another good movie, war movie I watched recently. Well, not recently. I watched this a few years ago, but it came out recently. Was a Midway from 2019. It was a really great movie talking about the uh, true story about uh, some of the men that were in the Navy uh, during this early part of the Second World War, and it started. The movie started talking about you know, the events that led up to the conflict between the United States and Japan that would eventually cause the attack on Pearl Harbor. Then it went into the attack on Pearl Harbor and then a bit of the war afterwards. And then the uh, movie reached its climax during the uh, Battle of Midway, which is where the name of the movie comes from. It was really great to see it, and especially that uh, one scene where the main character, which who was a real guy, uh, Richard Best, I believe was his name. He was a pilot of the Dauntless, which was a Navy dive bomber. It was really cool to see that scene where uh, the dive bombers, they were trying to find the uh, Japanese fleet so they could attack them. And they found one lone destroyer that was the Japanese and they followed it and they managed to find the rest of the main fleet. And Best personally sunk two 
of the four Japanese aircraft carriers all on his own. Wow. Yeah, it was the only movie I've ever been in where after it, everybody stood up and started clapping. That is crazy. Yeah, so, that's a really good one. I'm actually, I'm looking at it as we're talking. Um, Nick Jonas is a part of it. I, Nick Jonas, yeah. I, it's weird to see him go and try to be in a serious role. Yeah, and he did do it well, in my opinion. He did it very well. Also, Woody Harrelson. I um, like. I, I have a. I have a, an opinion that everyone has a crazy man that they follow, and like Woody Har- Harrelson is a good example of that. Is like everyone, like everyone, just knows one crazy actor that they're like, oh yeah, he's in this movie, that movie, and the other. For example, mine is uh, Michael Rooker, the guy who plays Yondu, um, in the Guardians franchise. I, yeah, really, I really like him as a crazy person. <laughs> Speaking of um, crazy people in movies, I know a good one you should watch. It's called, if you haven't seen it yet, UHF with uh, Al Yankovic. It was made in, I want to say, the 90s. Interesting. Now, a, a lot of slapstick comedy and just really funny jokes. That that seems interesting. I'm going I'm to go check that out uh, later. Ron Paul, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this question. I'm going to go to the next one. Um, who was your first celebrity crush? <clears throat> Gee, I, first celebrity crush. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. Like few actual people have the answer. I don't. I don't know if you've listened to my last episode, but Aaron answered. He liked Jesse from uh, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked her too. Because <laughs> um, I remember watching that show too. And I also remember she was also on another show that I sparsely watched, which I'm actually going back and rewatching. One of the things I'm trying to do right now, since I got Disney Plus, is go through and watch a whole bunch of uh, early 2000s Disney Channel shows that I vaguely remember as a child. And one of the ones I'm watching is uh, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And then now I'm on the spinoff series, Sweet Life on Deck, which has the uh, same lady from uh, yes, Jesse. Yes. I remember Sweet Life on Deck. Um, yeah. I was I was very into the dramas. I couldn't do Phineas and Ferb as much, but dude, I loved like Austin and Ali, Jesse. That was a good one. Yeah, I remember Austin and Ali too. I, I, I binged all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually I've been doing this thing that I think is really it, it makes all shows way more entertaining. Which is, if I ever am bored and have free time, I'll go and watch the finales of a show. <laughs> And so I've watched, like, all the most recent show's finales. So I've seen, like, I don't know, like, uh, Andy Mack. Um, oh, the uh, the Zendaya one where she's a spy. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of them, dude. And, like, I, 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 I remember watching that one, uh, KC Undercover. I remember watching a lot of that, but I somehow fell out of it. There's this weird period of time a few years ago where I just stopped watching kid shows altogether and spent all of my time either on the History Channel the travel channel so i'd watch stuff like uh mysteries of the missing and um uh, pawn stars and all oh, the other like that so it was pretty funny it's uh it's pretty crazy to me how it's like a light switch like you don't like grow out of it like it is on and then it's off with kid shows yeah like, like it's like you go to sleep and then the next day you're like this is boring like it's never like Mm, I'm not sure. At least yeah, you never me. really phase out of it. Like I know people that are like 18 and they still talk about like that's so Raven. Uh, like the shows are hype. Like I, I look back yeah. on the shows with fond memories, but like I I just can't watch them anymore. Like I'm just like wow, this is this is unwatchable. But it's actually pretty good. 
Yeah. And I think, yeah, like I find that I go through that and then I find that I'm once again, find interest in him again. Then I phase out of him. Yeah. Just bouncing back and forth is what I find. It's, yeah. It's like on, off, yeah. on, off. Like a light. Disney. Uh, have you seen soul yet? Seen what? Soul. The, no, uh, I want to watch that. I know it just came out, which that's yeah, really it out. It's really good. Came out yesterday. Uh, my family watched it in the morning. Um, it was very good. Like it was, um, like they only show the first thirty minutes in the trailer. So after the first thirty minutes, you're kind of on this like mystery road of like, wait, I don't know what's happening. And I yeah. just thought it was executed really, really well. Yeah, I always hate it when movies like show the trailer and it shows the entire movie. Yeah, but w- trailers have done that so often now that like yeah, you're we're like used to it. Yeah, we we've adapted to it. So now when they don't, it's like, what do you mean I don't like? What do you mean I don't know what's going on? Like a, a, another movie that reminds me of that that crushed it when doing that was Avengers Endgame, dude. Like they show watch that movie. <laughs> you still haven't? I still haven't. So. <laughs> Nobody spoiled it to me because it's been so long that nobody ever brought it up. That's awesome. But uh, I never watched it. I just know that I never did. Um, but they only show stuff. They only show content that happens like before the credits, like before the credit, the title card. So like, like you, like after ten minutes of watching the three-hour Avengers Endgame movie, you're like what in the world is about to happen like and it you know it kind of destroyed any sense of anything and it's kind of ridiculous to me that they didn't win any or they did they won they won a ton of vhx stuff vfx stuff but um it's crazy to me that (coughs) there we go i was like pausing because i had to sneeze yeah Um, it's crazy to me that those movies are still looked at and they don't, they don't get credit for being movies. Like I, I think it was Martin Scorsese who said like, Oh, Marvel movies don't like, they don't superhero movies don't even deserve to count or something crazy like that. Yeah. And I just, you know, like, I think that's wrong. I think it's just storytelling, but with an imagination. <laughs> yeah. I think that there are things about superhero movies that can never compare with certain other types of movies, but I still think that they're, very entertaining and do deserve to be counted as creative content because it is very creative content. Yeah, I'm pulling it up uh, right now. Um, Martin's uh, Martin Scorsese says uh, said Marvel movies are not cinema. Um, Martin Scorsese is not a fan of Marvel movies and doesn't watch them anymore. It isn't cinema because human beings are trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Um, yeah, I just think that's wrong. Like, you know, obviously no one's going to be a rich billionaire with an Iron Man suit, except Elon Musk. Um, but, um, like Captain America story is awesome. Like it's yeah. motivational and they all, they all flush out. And I think it's kind of ridiculous that he just kind of gave up on that. Yeah. Captain America was always my favorite, uh, superhero. I just partially Same. because of the story and also because of my complete fanaticalism. For America, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you are. Uh, I'm quite the patriot. America. Yeah, I would talk about my politics on the show, but that would not go well. One yeah, thing I have to keep in mind when I'm doing anything that's going to be posted is, you say the wrong thing about the wrong group of people, someone's going to try and get you. 
Dude, it is crazy. It is crazy. Like, there's a couple of things that I think the world needs to just level set. Yeah. Politics and like uh, like general human beings. <laughs> like like just the idea that someone can get mad at you for like stepping the wrong way. It's like you're making fun of the way I step and then you like can never get a job anymore because you're just rude because you stepped wrong. Like it's just and I actually think that um, Soul did a really interesting spin on that, actually, which was, like, the whole, the end of the movie, it kind of goes, like, hey, don't waste your life being a butt. Like, just go enjoy life, dude. And uh, I thought that was actually really, uh, really yeah. inspirational. Also, TV. I think uh, for a long time, TV was being made to, made with love, and now it's being made to be made. Yeah. And I just, I'm uh, not all TV. There's, there's some great TV shows out there, but yeah, like you know, I've been personally really hooked on Supernatural. I'm oh, I, I haven't heard. watched the very end of it yet, just partially because I haven't got to it yet, and partially also because I really don't want it to end. Because I've been yeah. investing for the past what 16 seasons. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually I'm googling something because I'm curious by this. Um. Yeah, no, dude, TV, like, like Supernatural is made with heart, and it, yeah. it shows, because it's gone on for how many, 16? 16, yeah, 17, it's been 16, around 16. since 03. Yeah, dude, that is crazy. Yeah, it's one of the longest running TV shows. I think it's only rivaled by The Simpsons and SNL. I think Grey's Anatomy is also up there. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy also is, is pretty Which, which also, that show is, uh, oof. <laughs> I don't know your opinions on that show, but on which show? Grey's Anatomy. I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. I, I don't watch it either, but I've only heard bad things. I've only no. heard like, "What is going on in this? What is going on here?" I've never really liked doctor shows because I find they get really repetitive really quickly. Yeah, yeah, and no, for sure. The same thing, There's like so many things you can heal before. I know. Stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, okay. no, this is a completely rare thing. We've never faced anything like this before, just like all the other episodes where we've never faced anything like this before. I just, I want, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a doctor show where every episode they think it's this crazy thing and they find out that their patient just had a cold. Like, like they're like, it's the rarest disease you've ever heard. Oh, nope, nope. You're, no, you just have a cold. Go home. And then, they, and the, like, the rest of the 22 minutes is just people sitting around waiting for, like, <laughs> like waiting for the episode to end. They're just kind of walking around, like, uh. It would be funny if there's just, like, it's like if every media, there was, like, a 20-minute period where, like, everybody was just waiting for it to end. Like, all the characters, like, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, just, like, this would make a boring TV show. <laughs> just sitting there, like, uh. Yeah, if you were to make a really boring TV show, I wonder how that would go. I honestly think everything can be made into a comedy. Everything can be made into a comedy. Is there a doctor sh comedy show yet? Because that would that would crush. Let's find out. I'm gonna I'm gonna be googling this because, yeah. like, you know, I think the craziest people are probably gonna end up in the hospital one day. So like, yeah. it just it, I think it'd be really funny. Is there? Yeah, a TV show called Hospital for Wackadoos, where they just treat people who are complete and utter idiots and 
totally stupid thing. And then also the other half of that is that all the doctors There's only dramas. Terrible. <laughs> Oops, that's not your spleen. Womp the bomb. <laughs> is there a doctor comedy TV show? I messed up the writing. Um. Oh, there are. Oh, so there's Scrubs, and then there's Doctor whatever the freak. Um, it's uh, it's Ken Jong, Doctor Ken. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't need to shout that out. He's doing way better than I am. There's Mash, it's House. Yeah, but like, these are all comedies, but like, there's so much potential there that could like be office level comedy right there yeah like, i never really got into the office i think it's i think it's definitely a good show but i only watched like 10 episodes before i just I, never really got into it like everybody else i so i actually i got into it i bet many people say this is i got into it before it super super exploded but um i i watched all of those mockumentary type shows in a row Basically, so like I got really bored of the format. I still love those shows, like Parks and Rec, The Office, Arrested Development. I just watched recently and it is underrated. That great show. Um, those those they're all like camera based. They all talk to the camera, and I got really bored of it. And then I watched Community recently, and uh, Ron Paul. I don't know if you've seen Community, but. I haven't watched too many of those mockumentary type things before. So, well, here's the thing: is it's not a mockumentary type. It's like I, I don't even know how to describe it though. It is everything you could probably ever imagine. It like it just really? so it starts off the the main guy goes to community college and then he he gets a ragtag group of people to go like, <laughs> to be their study group. And then, like, the first couple episodes are just them studying and, like, like it's a comedy. So, it's, like, them studying and going through wacky but still reasonable adventures. And then, like, halfway through season one, they just gave up. And then they gave up in the best way possible, which is they just decided to have as much fun with it. So, like, like the season finale for season one, they have a paintball war. And they treat it like, a, like an alien movie. And then, like... That same that same season, they have like a mafia like episode. They have several paintball wars throughout the rest of the show. It's just um, they just it's different. And like I uh, I, re- I watched the whole show. I was like that was a good show. And then I rewatched the show and I was like wow yeah that's a great show because every episode could be taken and made into a, a feature length movie. Yeah, yeah. Because like it's production value alone. I think I think you like that show. Yeah, I love stories where you can just do a lot with it, which I'm currently working on one right now. Uh, which is about this dude that travels between dimensions and has to do on these different quests. It's it's going to have a more serious tone because definitely in the first 3 books it's pretty much just nothing but doom and gloom for the main characters. Got it. Yeah, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm hoping to sprinkle in some comedy here and there to just lighten up the mood. Yeah, no, yeah it, I think you can do really a lot hard, of it. It's really hard for me personally to write dramatically. Like yeah. I like 
this is gonna sound awful, but I I believe you have Instagram, so you've probably seen at least one of these where like a girl is sitting in her room like crying, being like, I just broke up with my toxic boyfriend. <laughs> Those TikToks, they make me laugh out loud. Like I'm audibly <laughs> laughing at these people that are like, My heart is broken. Just because first of all, they're making it so dramatic. Like you can just be like, oh, I just got broken up with tight. I'm going to go ask this person out. But then they decide to milk it for TikTok views. And every time I see one of those, I just laugh. And laugh. Yeah, like I think there has to be a certain part of realism to writing drama or else it's just complete under garbage. Like which yeah. that's going, I think definitely all people struggle with, like for the book, uh, part of the story, uh, the main character, Jameson O'Connell, at the very beginning of the third book, um, well, not at the very beginning, I'm trying to break it up into each book has 30 different segments and each segment is its own sort of mini story. Got it. The first segment of that book. uh, Interesting. I've heard a lot about those kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what happens with that is I'm trying to write it. So basically like a whole bunch, he's, this takes place back in the uh, 1940s, this part of the story. And uh, he is uh, currently serving with the military. This is before he really gets into interdimensional travel because he's dabbled in it when he was a little bit younger because his uncle yeah. was an interdimensional traveler. No, not his uncle, his grandfather was was an interdimensional traveler. And anyway, uh, he has this whole bunch of personal tragedy before the war starts, and then, after, and then during the war, uh, he loses every single member of his original company, and he's the last one left, and he's like, after the Normandy, after the first initial Normandy landing, and he's like contemplating suicide, and then he his commanding officer eventually snaps him out of it, and he decides he wants to live, and then he sees a uh, little girl who is a uh, French girl who is in trouble, like right in the middle of a battle and he tries to save her life and he manages in succeeding, uh, but he gets shot in the back and then is paralyzed from the waist down. So that's how the book starts out. Wow. That is, um, that's deep. I, I totally want to read those cause you are a fascinating. Yeah, I have. And you have a great imagination. I actually, I have technically in the weakest way, published two comic books and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a deal with the audience right now which is if this if my podcast gets like i don't know what, what's what's reasonable here i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 150 followers i will grab a bunch of my friends send them the comics and we will reenact them on a pod <laughs> i want to be part of that uh, i still want to do that you will definitely be a part of that. Yes. Uh, I I actually one one day on my scootering summer I I don't know if you know this I had an electric scooter over summer and yeah. I uh, I went riding like two times a day. Um, but I would, you know, I would just think and I thought of this really dark humor based comic book series where um the they time travel and kidnap this guy and then they take him to the future. <laughs> and the whole idea is that um, he's the creator of making guns used for your day to day. So like people will put a gun in their mouth and pull the trigger and they're just swallowing food. Like they're shooting food in their mouth, but it looks like a gun. And then like people will shoot you, and but they're just like putting a bandaid on your arm. And I just think it'd be like, just like that whole idea of like, they had to kidnap him and tell him to make the gun. 
and just him freaking out at like walking in. It's like, okay, class, time for time for lunch. And they all open like their lunch bag and like put a gun in their mouth. Like, oh my gosh, stop, please, no! <laughs> it's a very kind of funny. Now, speaking very... of stories, well, one of the characters in that story is actually named after you. I don't know. I just needed a name. And figured, hey, who's a cool guy? I know Max. That's a cool name. Yeah, Max O'Connell, who is a um. Uh, I'm honored. Redheaded narcissistic detective. <laughs> that, that's his main character. Yeah, that's that's how I describe him. I'm still pretty honored. <laughs> a little yeah, bit hurt, but still pretty honored. Well, he's a much better person. He there's a lot of he struggles because with the first part of the story, it starts out focusing on Max O'Connell and not Jamie, who was his grandson. It starts out with him, which it basically starts out with him, and he like gets trapped. He's trying to investigate this. Uh, disappearance of these kids in this mysterious location in this abandoned town and he ends up uh finding himself in an alternate dimension where Can i read the audiobook when, <laughs> when it comes out i'm gonna be the audible guy <laughs> yeah i totally want you to do that yeah and so basically what happens is like he gets trapped in the other dimension and there are other people that have gotten trapped there too and they're like all these monsters that they have to uh survive and not get killed off by and if they can survive and uh make it to the place where the a guy that trapped in there, the mansion owner, lives and solve his puzzles, then they might be able to escape back to the real world. So he eventually just becomes a better character, and there's a lot of different conflicts in there. Like uh, the first group he's with, uh, basically, one of the things I want to try and do with that is basically where um, uh, there's the leader of the group, and uh, he starts, eventually he, the leader of the group starts sending people out just to die for the sake of the rest of the group, he says. And it makes everybody else mad. And so Max and some of the others lead an insurrection against him. And then Max is uh, decided to be the new leader of the group. But then he soon learns that, th that he has to sacrifice some in order for any to escape. And so when he does that, everybody else gets mad. And he ends up leaving with just a few guys on his own. And the rest of the group ends up actually getting completely killed off. But yeah, he manages to get home. But he does not get home to the right time. And he ends up in hundreds in the 18... Not, in 18... 90 something and then he has a son and then his son gives birth, and then his son marries off and then his daughter-in-law gives birth to jamie who's the main character of the rest of the books this is i'm gonna cry um <laughs> this this is actually really interesting and i look forward to reading these one day um i can actually send i can actually uh send you a because I don't want to spend this entire time rambling on about my book idea. We talk about interesting things, and luckily, you're crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, this kind of segues kind of well with Max being sent into a different era, which is if you could live in a different era, uh, where would you live? Like a different era of time. Gee whiz, that's always a difficult question for me because there's always there's uh, a few different answers that I give. One of it is uh, I want to be born in the late 1920s so I can take part in the Second World War, not because I think war is fun, but because it was just such an important time, and I would have think it would be I would be really honored to have uh, taken part in just such an important event in modern history. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's you know I I feel like if anyone's gonna talk about war. 15-year-old Max Davis, a podcast host, is probably the worst person. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, World War, we're still facing World War II percussions. Yeah, definitely, yeah. That, and that all stems from World War One, of course, which I could go on and on about the uh, 
what caused uh, World War One and World War Two because it was World War Two wouldn't have happened without World War One, and yeah, just a whole bunch of factors went into everything. I think that's and then also the on that uh, about the subject of what other times I want to live in, and then this is just basically for fun uh, would probably either be the uh, golden age of the Wild West around the 1870s, just because it'd be cool to be a cowboy, or the golden age of piracy, because I think it'd be cool to be a privateer uh, serving the country. I think that'd be cool. I have like three things where I'll always be super interested in said game or like movie. Mm -hmm. Pirates, cowboys, and then Vikings. Those are all things where I'm like, dude, what's going on over there? I, I don't want to be involved with them because all of them included a lot of poor things like killing people and raping yeah. people. I don't, I don't want to be involved there. <laughs> I don't want like a painting of like Captain Max. Um, I, I want it to be like Captain Max, the clean captain or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe a privateer might be right for you because they're like pirates, but they like serve a country. So they are bound to some moral code. I'm going to be a Robin Hood type. Where it's like oh, robbing, robbing. robbing from the rich, so it's like <laughs> it's a it's a win win. Um, yeah. I, I, I would definitely, if, if I were I, a pirate, I'd essentially be the libertarian pirate because my entire thing would be leave me alone. If you bother me, I will bother you. But I just want to be left alone on my swashbuckling ship, dude. For sure, that sounds great. Um, like no, seriously, uh, f- flying not flying. I was about to say flying a boat. Um, being on the ocean in a ship, I'll probably barf four times a day, but yeah. it seems wild. It seems fun. Um, I, I, for me, I would definitely go to the future. I oh, think yeah, the future would be cool. It's just uh, we're always humans are always evolving. We're always going to grow. Like I, I was thinking about, it, I was like, I, I looked at a car and I was like, this is the like, what if this was the last car, and this is what cars look like for the rest of life? And I was like. There's no way that's possible because humans are just going to advance and there's little to nothing we can do about it. And I, I would, I'm just so curious by seeing what that advancement looks like. Like what, yeah, what does it look like? And also I would actually go, this sounds really dark, but I would go to the day of my funeral <laughs> just because it's always fascinating. Who's there? Who's going to be there? going to pull up? Um, yeah, it'd be real dark, but I'd be, like, sitting in a van across, just, like, looking at all the people, like, writing down their names, like, huh, he wasn't there. Okay, I see how it is. Um, <laughs> hmm, interesting, Aaron isn't at my funeral. He's probably making a movie. Um, He's probably making a movie about your life. Dude, I'd be down. Um, the life of Max Davis. Dude, the life of Max Davis as sound it doesn't it's, it wouldn't be as interesting as everyone thinks it would be because a lot of it is just me sitting at a desk <laughs> like <laughs> like like 50% of my life is gonna probably end up me sitting at a desk typing writing animating like just doodling doing yeah. something um Christmas has come and gone even though it's the day after Christmas when we recorded this yeah. so I'm actually I'm very curious to know we already we already mentioned it right before we started recording but um what did you get for Christmas, Ron Paul? I got several things. I mean, interesting story about uh, 
So I wake up Christmas morning, right, and I'm waiting, because for whatever reason, this year my sister was the last one up, which is usually the first, which I found kind of cool. How old is your sister? I don't know. Oh, I right. think she is nine. She always gets mad when I do this, but at least I still remember her name, which is more than I can say for a lot of people that I know. Dude, same. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. so many people, like, I, I made this discovery about mid last year, which is... I can tell that I should know someone more personally when they yeah. call me Max and not Fax with Max. Because, like, last year people would just be like, what's up, Fax with Max? And I would just be like, hey, man. And then when people would be like, Max, it was like, hello, Tate. Like, like it was it was, it, it was a very nice – I think that was probably one of the nicest things of being um, – having a segment because it's just – like, yeah, they call you Fax with Max, they call you Max. But yeah. uh, it's hard to remember people's names, dude. Don't get yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, there's this one girl I knew through Escape, and I've known her. Uh, I've known her for all of the years that I've been Escape, and then about two years ago, th- I've known her. That this was when I knew her for a total of three years. I one time walked up to her and I said, "I don't know your name. What is your name?" And she got so mad at me. She just flipped out and left. No, but everyone. I, her name. Um. I totally cut you off. Please continue. No, that, that was the end of the story about me just saying that I don't remember. I, I did learn her name eventually. I know it now. I just, I think it's important for society to just be cool about that stuff. Because, like, yeah. we can get mad at someone, but eventually you're going to forget a name. <laughs> and yeah. then you're going to be in the same spot. So you just got to, you got to be cool about it. You just got to be like, I'm Max. What's up? Yeah, I totally agree with that idea. <laughs> um. So what'd you get? Oh, what did I get? Okay, so as I was saying with my original story, I do a lot of digressing when I talk. <laughs> no, this is great. This is this is perfect for the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so my mother, when my sister wakes up, my mother comes down, she talks to me, my sister and says, If you were to get one thing, what would you really want to get? My little sister, I believe she said, The thing I want most for Christmas is a skateboard. And my mother and she said, Oh, that's nice. And then she also said something sentimental too about like wanting her to have a good family. I wanted everyone in the family to stay safe. And my mother was all sweet like that. My mother turned to me and says, well, Ron Paul, what do you want most for Christmas? And I'm kind of just standing there like, I, I, I guess I could go for some canned fruit or something. I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> My first answer was just canned fruit. And then I got canned fruit. That was in my stocking. Yeah, I, I got pineapple chunks and apricot chunks. I'm sorry, did you just call it apricot? <laughs> I think it's apricot. Is it? Is it apricot? I'm not sure. I don't know. But yeah, I got a whole bunch of other stuff too, like gas mask that I showed you earlier. Uh, I got, ooh, uh, let me see what else I got. Ooh, I got the uh, Rush 72 uh, 55 liter tactical backpack from 5.11, which is a really nice backpack. And I got a whole bunch of other stuff. Like I got what i really wanted which is the hobbit trilogy and lord of the rings trilogy because i'm a big fan of tolkien i read all the books not all the books i read the main books i haven't read the other books like go into mythology and stuff like that but i have read the main books which i do now have all of the movies which is nice and then what's another thing we got sorry i'm on on my own side of that i always thought it was apricot it's apricot i'm not sure what it is i I think it could be either i've heard it's apricot apricot Africa. Africa, I guess. It's apricot. Shoot. Gotta go rearrange. I gotta go make some calls. No. <laughs> um, dude, Christmas is hype. 
I'm uh, Now what did you get? I I got a bunch of stuff. I um I think this year I I, I was thinking about this. I think even though we technically celebrated Halloween, we still didn't really celebrate Halloween. And I, mm-hmm. you know, like Thanksgiving, you just get food. And I think Christmas this year was just especially special just because of that. Yeah. It, it's just like, oh, we can be happy. Like, yay. Um, yeah. And I kind of like Christmas this year because like my mother said, we can't really go out. So a lot of the stress of Christmas is taken off because we don't have to run around doing Christmas parties and me sure. doing Christmas performances and whatnot and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. So, so it, sorry, I keep I keep cutting you off. <laughs> I talk so much it's hard not to cut me off. <laughs> um, I I actually so last year I was talking to my parents about this. Last year was very video game based. We got a Switch and like that's really all we got for like we got a bunch of games for it X like controllers. And this year I noticed it was very hobby based. Everyone got their own set of things, like kind of designed for them, and everyone was really happy. So, all 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 together, I got um yeah I got this action figure I was talking to you, talking to you about. It's called a Gundam. They're super fun to build. Um, it looks super cool. I actually might buy another one. Um, I got a sketchbook. I got a board game. Um, I think one of I think my favorite thing is, um, a couple months ago I helped move a family friend of ours and. I just got to take all the trash because it was like trash, but not trash, trash. Yeah. So one of, them, one of it was like a weird briefcase. And I was mm. like, dude, I always wanted a briefcase hype. So I took this briefcase and I was like, let's go. And um, super janky. I never really used it. Um, and then for Christmas, my mom was just browsing Facebook, uh, Facebook store and found that someone we knew was selling like a 40 year old suitcase and i was like let's go so i got this super nice leather suitcase case briefcase briefcase so i have this super nice leather briefcase and like i don't really know what i'm gonna do with it but like i just look at it and it makes me happy yeah um, maybe also- you can like uh Get like a suit and like a nice fedora and trench coat and walk around with a briefcase looking walk like around with a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thought about it. I don't think I will, but I think it'd be really funny if I used that as my backpack for school. That would be funny, yeah, because I'm using this tactical backpack as my school backpack. Walk around like let's get down to the chase. Whoop! My grades are failing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the most underrated is um. I really like building. I've uh, I've taken up building over coronavirus. It's super fun. It's just fun to yeah something and go. If I put in the effort, I can do that. So uh, I got some new tools. So I got a new small drill with a flashlight on it, which is super nice. And then I got a jigsaw. Yeah, and uh, those are both very going to be very helpful in the future. Uh, and I'm really happy about it. Yeah, so I suppose like that wanting to build thing, I suppose that would be like your one-tenth life crisis. <laughs> yeah, my dad went, just went through a very similar phase where he just started like, just right around the same time uh, quarantine hit, he just started to take up building too, and he just started, just got a whole bunch of tools and just been randomly building stuff. Like my mother likes to raise um, uh, monarch butterflies, so my dad built her a new giant box, and then in the backyard he built this catapults 
What? I, I actually almost made it. Catapult. It's a uh, seventy foot catapult. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. I've just been building random stuff. So I yeah. actually, I built this Coke desk, not cocaine, diet Coke <laughs> desk. Um, I, I literally have had several people be worried that I'm like doing cocaine. Um, and it's really, it's really amusing to me. Um, so over it, I did, I talked about this on Aaron's pod, but I'm not going to send you guys over there cause this is my pod. Um, it was like, honestly, it was as soon as quarantine hit, I built a bench and the bench was literally made out of trash. It was made out of old curtain rods, fan blades and scrap wood. I loved this bench. I was super proud of it. My all of my family hated it, and they all gave me crap for it. Um, and but luckily, my dad saw that I enjoy building, so he let me pick one of my projects and build it over the summer. Nice. And I picked this Diet Coke bench. So the whole idea is that it's a hollow, it's a desk frame, and then it's hollow, and then I lined the desktop full of Diet Coke bottles, mm-hmm. empty Diet Coke bottles. And then I got a big piece of glass and just set it on top. And, uh, yeah, it's my desk. Yeah, that sounds very nice, yeah. And then I just build random crap now. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they gave me a bunch of wood, and now it's just like, okay, well, you're on your own. So it's a, yeah. it's a lot of, like, randomly, if my dad goes to Home Depot, I'll get, like, a eight-foot-long two-by-four. Yeah. Um, right, now, <laughs> right now I'm building a pirate ship trash can. I'm really nice. excited. Have you thought about like building stuff and selling it online? Because I think that might be profitable. I actually, I, I think this Coke desk. If I made another one, it, I actually could make a solid profit off of it. Yeah. But um, it's just expensive to like build in the first place. I know. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to find a business venture that's going to be pretty cheap. I already found two that I'm working on right now. One of them is Ron Paul themed merchandise, which I think I would be wouldn't be too cheap just to get a whole bunch of t-shirts with my face on them and sell it online. And my other one is a bit more lucrative. Um, I'm doing this partially because I have to. Uh, I claimed ownership of Jupiter and all 70-something of its moons. I declared this to the, to the United Nations a few months ago. And uh, yeah, I'm told that if you just keep telling people that you own a celestial body in space, they're just going to let you. They're just gonna let you roll with it. Right now, I'm working on a creating a website to um, uh, sell property because I know uh, a fellow by the name of Dennis Hope is currently selling property on the moon for about um, uh, 25 bucks an acre. So I'm selling my land on Jupiter for about the same price, and I'm also working on establishing a working government on Jupiter called the Republic of Jupiter. Yeah. Let me be president. <laughs> you can make all the decisions just let me be the face of jupiter um because you want to be like the mascot because i was thinking about like having um a royalty for sale where you basically just pay money and you get to be the mascot of the country <laughs> that sounds phenomenal we need to have mascots that is that's a great that's a great idea right there we need to have mascots for every country dude that would be cool just i kind of do already because I know America, it's the eagle. Canada, it's the moose. Russia, well, it's the bear. And like um, uh, England, it's the lion. But yeah, I see what you mean by like actual official like, we need to We need to nominate a mascot and treat it just as important as like voting for a president. 
like every four years, a new guy is like, well, I can do 50 flips in a row. And everyone's like, mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Like they have debates. <laughs> There's just absolutely no requirements. And you just got to do, you just, you got to just convince the people to make you the mascot. That's yeah, all dude. you like we just need to we just need to brighten up the brighten up the darkness of politics. <laughs> and like you can use any practice whatsoever. Like back before it was illegal, George Washington and himself bought an election. Uh, it was a small state election by um, buying everybody beer and saying, "I'm gonna buy you all beer, but you gotta vote for me." So he managed to win the election by buying ev- all of the colonists in his area beer. That's that's awesome. I really like that ma- <laughs> that mascot idea though. Just like <laughs> Chad, why should we vote for you? Um, I can throw a football. Interesting. Like everyone in the audience is nodding their head. It's like yeah. Chet, why should we vote for you? He's like, I can throw two footballs, and they're like, mm. <laughs> like there's no qualifications at all. It's just like, it's just that. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> okay, uh, Ron Paul. We are nearing the end of this pod. We just hit an hour. I don't think I'm going to cut anything. But now is the time for hot takes. So I don't know if you listened to my last episode, but I made a new sound where I do a little flame and then I go, that's so spicy. Would would you like to contribute? would you like to contribute in being an audio clip for that? So spicy. Sure. Okay. I just, I went as high as possible. Cause like, I don't know. Um, I, oh, I got it. You were like, you, you do the thing, do the thing. So I'm going to make the sound and then you respond with your, your reaction. Very, very hot. <laughs> Ron Paul, I love you. That's that's, that's phenomenal. That's, that's exactly what I that's that's what I needed. Um, <laughs> dude, the hot takes intro is gonna grow every time, and it's like in like two years, it's gonna be like ten minutes worth of just people going like, "That's so spicy!" Very very hot. Different reaction. <laughs> okay, Ron Paul, do you have a hot take lined up? Um, I'm not entirely familiar what a hot take is. I, I will I will do it. I, I will explain to the audience and basically to you as well. Cool. A hot take is basically an opinion that um, not many others share with you. For example, one of mine is that I think pizza is way too overrated and it needs to be level set to $5 maximum per pizza. Um, I also think that soda is also overrated. Like, um, Aaron's, Aaron's, one of Aaron's takes is that he thinks Dr. Pepper is the best soda. It's just a crazy opinion and why you think it is basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, just on the subject of economics, like on the, you talked about the price of pizza and there are, I recently learned that there are three main factors that go into contributing the price of things. One of them is, um, uh, how much effort you put into it, how much work, how the value on that, then also the value of um, the, supp- the uh, supply and demand, that whole dynamic. And then well, the third is basically just personal opinion. Like, how much does each individual person individually value this? Like, each person actually has places in different value on every different thing, and that value isn't constant. It's constantly changing. Like, the example that I heard was, like, um, a guy is hungry. So he decides that he 
wants to that he would be willing to pay any amount. He'd be willing to pay five hundred dollars for a burrito, and then he ate a whole bunch of burritos. And he, he he put a very high value on that burrito. And then after he ate said burrito, he said that he never wants to see another burrito again because he ate so many that he stuffed himself. He no longer likes that. He no longer wants to have a burrito. Therefore, its value is zero. So yeah, that's just economic. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I just think that like. The fact that you have to pay like twelve dollars for a Domino pizza is just yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah, that is, that is annoying though. <laughs> hey, Domino's, if you're listening, I don't like you. And if you are listening and you feel bad, just name a pizza after me and make it five dollars, and I'll be okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't eat pizza because, like, I, I I don't know if I'm pretty sure I've told you this. I have several food allergies. Yes, I'm allergic to dairy, so. I've never had any milk product. I've had a few on accident, but nothing bad happened. But a few months ago, this was around September, my grandfather gave me ice cream because he said he saw it was dairy-free. But I'm also allergic to nuts, and he forgot to check for that, and it turns out it had cashews in it. So I had to go to the emergency room. Wait, was this why you were in the emergency room, like, a while back, remember? Yeah, yeah, that was, I had to get three shots of epinephrine. Wow, dude. Uh, I administered the first myself, which the way it gets it administers is like a uh, six-inch needle that you have to jab into your thigh. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was interesting. Yeah, I turned bright red and got very, very itchy. Now, is this why you... Now, why did you come with an eye patch? I remember you came in with an eye patch, and you were like, hello. I'm not sure why I... Oh, so... This is back to the topic of escape. The current one we're doing is Peter Pan, and I'm a pirate. I play one of the lead pirates, and I Captain Hook personally throws me off the ship. So that's cool. Yeah, I just got an eye patch because I asked one of the assistant directors and said, if I bring an eye patch, can I wear it for the show? And she said, yes, because we're very good friends. Lisa, if you're listening, you are awesome. And everybody hey, that works at Escape is awesome. Yes, you are awesome. <laughs> so do you have a hot take? Like, any opinion that you think is a little bit ridiculous, but you would die for? Gee, uh, top, something I would die, silly things that I would die for. Well, um, usually I'm pretty easygoing, except for on very important topics, or also on the other side of that, completely arbitrary things. Like, I remember there was this one time I was in a group of people, and we were, like, doing this, like, pioneer simulating thing, and we had to pick a name, and I came up with this terrible name and i stuck with it to the very end but we eventually changed it but yeah i don't really know what i would have a hot take on except that i think pineapple yellow is the best color ever that specific shade pineapple yellow there are other good yellows but that is the best yellow by far like nothing nothing says awesome like it, it just fills me with just such joy and inspiration to see that shade of yellow like yeah it puts me in so many different moods all at the same time it makes me relax it makes me think of the tropic hawaiian islands me just sitting there sipping off sipping from a coconut sitting under a palm tree watching the waves crash and the yellow also just you know this just great glory like this great zeal and i don't know it's there's something about the color pineapple yellow that i just love that is that is a hot take and i honestly i'm looking i'm looking at it right now and that is honestly like i I totally see where you're going with on that. That is a great color. I uh, I fully support you on this. Um, I honestly, like, it is interesting to me that people think dark 
colors are better. Yeah. Because, like, bright, like, 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 a nice blue that's, like, light but not dark, that looks, like, way better than, like, a dark blue. Like, it's just, it, it makes me happier. And I think, I yeah. think it's very, very accurate. Um, yeah, I think dark colors have their place in certain areas, but, yeah, I think I think light colors oh, are sure. most fun. Okay. <laughs> Didn't render what you said for a minute there. Um, <laughs> um Okay, so before we before we end off, we are going to we're gonna hit, we're gonna do fact of the day. Now, Ron Paul, you are a man of facts. So, what's your fact of the day? To fact leave? of the day. Uh, let me think of a good fact. Okay. Hmm, what is a good one? Okay. Uh, good fact. It is always a tough one to think of something on the spot. For sure. Hmm. Let me think. Ooh, uh, the story of Larry Thorne. So there's, or Lowry Turney. So Lowry Turney was this, um, uh, he was a sweet, sweet uh, not a sweet, a Finnish guy uh, back in, he was born in uh, the early 20th century. And um, he was a very proud Finnish guy. And then when the Winter War broke out, he uh, signed on uh, with the Finnish army to help him out. And he was an incredibly skilled soldier and leader. And he killed hundreds of uh, Soviet troops and also managed to lead a group of soldiers that spoke a completely different language and he managed to effectively lead them into battle and, and succeed. And he was such an effective soldier that the Russians pace, placed uh, thousands of dollars worth, even millions of dollars in today's value, uh, worth of a bounty on his head. And uh, he eventually the Winter War ended and he then went to go fight with Germany he was a very good soldier on the Eastern Front, but when the war ended, he decided that he uh, didn't want to fight for the Germans because he saw all the terrible things that they were doing. Uh, so he went over and sur- personally surrendered to the Americans. And then he became a Green Beret in the United States Army and fought in Vietnam. Though he eventually died in a helicopter crash in the mountains, and his body was recently recovered in the uh, uh, early 2000s. But yeah, he fought in three different armies and won all of their highest awards. Wow. It was yeah, really cool guy. That's a baller, dude. Like, I I just like to imagine that I didn't even think about it. Like, ah, uh, whatever. He's just like, what's America doing right now? Like, <laughs> he's like, can I join their their area? Oh, I can't. Cool. Um, Ron Paul, we did it. We did it. Thanks so much for having me on. I had such a blast. This was awesome, and this is the second person in a row where I'm like, dude, we could totally talk for way longer. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end this off now. Um, okay. Thank you, the audience, for listening. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I hope you enjoy your day. Um, Merry late Christmas if it's any other time of the time time of the year, next year, or for infinity. Merry winter holidays coming up soonest. Uh, to the facts. See you guys next time. Woo!